Welcome to NAESP HQ and this podcast video series from NAESP headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, highlighting noteworthy stories for pre-K-8 school leaders. I'm NAESP Executive Director Earl Franks, and in this episode, we'll provide an update on NAESP's advocacy work with Danny Carlson, NAESP's Associate Executive Director of Policy and Advocacy. Danny, Thanks for joining me, and let's start with talking about the CARES Act, which Congress passed recently. Yeah, uh, well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, so the the CARES Act um, was a uh, $2 trillion bill that um, Congress passed at the end of March. Um, This was a broader sort of coronavirus um, response package. Um, Included in that um, that legislation, though, were two pots of funding that um, impact uh, K-12 schools. So one is the um, Governor's Emergency Education Relief Fund, or they're calling the GEAR Fund. So this is a, a $3 billion pot of funds uh, that's going to, uh, to governors, and they can use uh, for the purposes of higher ed um, or for K-12. And then there's a broader, uh, a larger pot um, that is a sort of a K-12 specific fund. That's a $13 billion fund. Um, and that one is, um, going to um, go to districts uh, for the purposes of coronavirus response. Um, And so both of those are kind of working their way down. Um, The governor's uh, fund is a little bit further along, and so most governors have received those funds. Um, And um, in the coming weeks, um, LEAs and superintendents and and sort of at the local level, they'll be receiving um, their pots of funds. Talk a little bit about NAESP's advocacy action plan that was developed this campaign around the GEAR Fund, encouraging principals to urge their governor to prioritize K-12 schools with these funds? Yeah, uh, good question. I, you know, I think kind of just even bigger picture, um, I'll, I'll talk about that in one second, but I mean, I think kind of the bigger picture right now is, is the, the reality is, is that this is a pretty uh, perilous juncture right now for, for, for schools. Um, not only in the coming weeks and months, but in, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, what happens with, um, you know, this, uh, these federal funds, I think is going to have a huge impact on, um, on schools and, and, and students. And so we always talk about the principal voice <laughs> and making a, you know, you know, their voice heard, but, um, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars at stake, um, decisions about where this money will go, um, um, which schools will receive it. Um, and how students will be served. And so, um, you know, big, big challenges ahead with um, state and local budgets um, and things like, you know, staving off layoffs and providing services and, and potential cuts. Um, and so the principal voice really, really matters right now. Um, so we started, um, NASP, we started an advocacy alert um, to urge NASP members to reach out to the governor's office and ask that um, that $3 billion pot of funding, uh, you know, that governors have at their discretion, uh, that principals speak up um, and, and make their voice heard and, and ask that um, funds be prioritized um, for K-12 schools. Um, principals are on the front lines of, of this uh, pandemic. Um, they're seeing every day what's happening with their, with their staff and, and schools and students. Um, and so they know um, really what is needed at this time. How can principals who are listening to this uh, take action and contact their governor if they're interested in advocating uh, for prioritizing K-12 schools with the GEAR Fund? Yeah, so um, uh, on our website, on NASP.org's website, uh, if you click on the advocacy tab, 
um, we have an Advocacy Action Center link. Um, and in that link, if you click on that, that takes you to a page with all of our active um, campaigns. Um, and this is one of them. This is the one up on the top, and this is the one that is specific to reaching out to your governor um, uh, for this purpose. Let's shift and talk a little bit more specifically about the elementary and secondary school emergency relief fund and how that's going to be dispersed and the uh, possible timing on that. Yeah, so um, again, this is both of these, these two pots of funding that we're talking about are both um, as a result of, of, the, of the CARES Act. Again, that stimulus that Congress passed at the end of March. Um, the governor's fund is the three billion. This is now a $13 billion fund. Um, and that is being distributed to states, um, to their state education agencies, via Title I formula, state education agencies then turn around and distribute 90% uh, of those funds also on um, their Title I formula. So um, the way to sort of think about how much schools should receive through this funding is to think about what, you current, what schools currently receive with their Title I funding and the, kind of the rough math on it is to multiply that amount times 84%. So then 84% increase in, in terms of what they currently get. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a sizable chunk. Um, and um, in terms of where, uh, where we are with that, um, those funds are um, starting to make their way down to SEAs. Um, the state education agencies had to apply to the Department of Education. And then um, the Department of Education um, obligates those funds to the state education agency. So I would expect here, uh, starting really in mid-May, going through the end of May and early June, the, the local education agencies, superintendents, really should start receiving those funds um, uh, at that time. What are NAESP's plans in terms of action plans to help principals uh, with resources that will assist them in advocating to their district on why these ESSER funds are needed at the school level? Yeah, so just as, as I was talking about how it's important for principals to make their voice heard to their governor about why those funds are needed, um, you know, same thing, uh, you know, for these. Um, these funds are, the requirements in the law are that these funds um, go down uh, to the district level, again, based on that Title I funding. But after that, um, there, there's quite a bit of a autonomy in terms of um, how those funds are used and sort of what qualifies as coronavirus response. Um, but again, this is a huge opportunity for principals to step up, engage with their central office and their superintendents, um, and start those conversations now about why those funds are needed at the school level, um, and, and start thinking about and talking about um, those conversations about what are the things that are actually needed now um, in the coming months and even over in, in, into the next year. And so um, NASP is working on some tools and some resources uh, that we're going to push out to all members um, with some helpful tips and, and, and strategies around how to have those conversations. Um, we really think that it's a great opportunity to have a, uh, create that strong partnership with your district um, and really ultimately about um, this is about responding to a pandemic um, and, and really ensuring that, that students and staff are, are safe and healthy um, and, and sort of moving forward. There's um, you know, great, great learning opportunities for all students. And lastly, tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about the coronavirus funding and policy tracker that the NASP advocacy team has created. Yes, yeah, so this is another um, in, in sort of, of all of the moving parts as it relates to 
federal response and action to the coronavirus um, pandemic. Um, the NASP advocacy team has created um, a policy and funding tracker um, just to keep track of all the, the various bills and iterations of these bills, um, the various provisions that are included in, the, in them, the funding levels, the funding formulas. Um, we have that available um, on our advocacy um, pages as well. And that is to help uh, folks sort of understand and sort of keep track of all of these things they're hearing in the news. You'll hear about a coronavirus response package and well, what was in there for education? And so we have it all in one place. Um, in addition, we have the state allocation amounts for each of these pieces of bills. So that, that governor's fund, uh, you can see in your state how much your state is going to get for that. And then this ESSER fund, that other, that, that K-12 pot, um, you can see how much your state will, um, will be receiving through that. Thanks, Danny. I'm going to give you the last word. Any final comments you have? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I think um, just to just want to reiterate the principal's voice, we always talk about the importance of it. Um, there was a recent survey of Pew and talked about the most trusted leaders in society. And the principal was number one above military leaders and faith leaders. Um, so this is, it's, it's the, the principal voice always matters, but this is a real opportunity to, I think of, you know, stand on top of your desk, not, not, not literally, figuratively, and, and really talk about, really um, let folks know about why um, funding is needed at this time for schools, uh, for your staff, and ultimately for your students. Thanks, Danny, for joining us, and uh, we'll keep uh, you updated, uh, our listeners and viewers, regarding anything uh, advocacy policy related to going on here in Washington, D.C. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of NAESP HQ. Until next time, I'm Earl Franks. Thanks for listening.